Woman telling her story. Come on, from the heart of the mystery, dispelling years of violence. We are breaking the silence. Welcome to the Cocoon Podcast. My name is Tina, and I am the president and founder of the Blue Butterfly Institute. And Ruby is taking tonight off to be on the other side of the microphone. Um, so that you can hear from her as we delve into what support groups are like and the value they hold for survivors and victims of sexual trauma. Before we get into that though, I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and um, pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and just to express my gratitude for the Darawal land that I live on and that we are recording this podcast on. Blessed enough to live near Thilmere Lakes and absolutely love going down there in times of stress because being on natural land and connected to the earth on which we live allows us to breathe and our bodies to regulate and if it had not been for many many eons of custodianship and love and connection to the land we would not be blessed enough to have that opportunity. Steph, have you got any connection to the land you might like to talk about? We can move to Ruby if you like. Ruby's go. Yeah, um, so I'm grateful for the produce and the harvesting. I went and brought some eggs from a roadside place last week and they were very beautiful and nourishing and I'm grateful that we have that uh, fruitfulness and that eggs, who was eggs, um, that that we have that ability to have such a, a connection to natural sources. Nobs, any um, connection to land you'd like to share? I'm grateful for the rivers and for their healing powers and for the stillness and quietness that surrounds them and um, I love being able to share them with my children. I am grateful to be able to walk along Darul land and be able to raise my little son on this beautiful land that we are on. Beautiful, thank you folks. Um, so you're all part of our first support group based in the Wallandilly Shire. Um, I might start with what you believe the most significant benefit to you in attending a support group is? My tribe. I found a family. I didn't have a family before attending mm. these support groups. I finally found people that I was able to connect to and really feel like I belong and feel safe somewhere. That's a privilege for me. I didn't really have that before attending these support groups. When you say you didn't have a family, what do you mean by that, Ruth? I didn't have a family where I felt truly seen for who I am, where I felt I could be safe in being authentic and just being able to be heard and feel safe and non-judgment in an environment where I can be vulnerable, I can cry, I can talk about my story, what happened to me, and sure, it's uncomfortable at times, but I feel accepted, and that's not something I ever really had before attending these. Nice work. Naomi? Uh, well, I definitely resonate with what you say. Mm -hmm. The tribe is very important. Um, 
I'm really grateful um, to be able to um, find my own confidence again and to be able to um, practice using my voice again and to be able to, um, you know, be more courageous in my own life and being able to speak up for myself and advocate for others as well. Um, yeah, pretty much what the other two girls have said. Um, for me, it's nice to be able to come somewhere where I feel safe, where I'm not being called mum, wife, whatever. Um, it's just nice to be listened to, heard and get strategies that help me where I wouldn't have gotten that from a psychologist or anything like that. So it's nice to be able to be in a group setting and be able to talk about the same sort of issues we face month to month and you've led me into the next part of that what sort of things do you discuss and talk about at group is it always about your sexual trauma no no majority of the of the time we talk about our daily lives Mm. and what's been going on we talk about the little things as well like just little things that maybe has come up in our daily lives Mm. that has maybe triggered us or encouraged us to look at a better part of ourselves you know we don't always talk about sexual trauma um which is nice it's yeah. nice to be able to just have a conversation yeah we're constantly into the who's and why's of yeah what a scenario yeah we're, con- has we're constantly not like putting up our story no i think it helps to like because it is just a part of life like it helps to just normalize it within ourselves yeah. that that's what's happened and it's not so scary and like you know it is just a part of our day-to-day lives and we just come up with different like coping mechanisms when yeah. things come up what sort of coping have you got any examples of that Naomi I know it's a lot of pressure to put you on the spot like that but has anything that has happened in support group really enabled that for you um well definitely the support aspect where like you know if something does happen in my day-to-day life where I do feel um, a big spike of anxiety for whatever reason I know that I have a support group that I can address like that we can even if it's just venting it or I can talk about it and you know talk to the collective to get a solution to the problem or um, you know the tapping has been very helpful um, as a good coping mechanism if I just want to try doing it by myself um and yeah i'd say those were the my big takeaways yeah no that's good do either of you want to add something to that at this point you can say no um i don't really have anything right now Um, for me it's the the story i'm telling myself that technique I find has been really, really valuable to be able to get it out there. Yeah, someone like for me who's a massive overthinker and, Mm. you know, constantly lives in a (laughs) swarm of anxiety, (laughs) the story I'm telling myself is that that technique is is really grounding for me and it helps me kind of balance out the the story, the the false narrative I'm telling myself and the reality. I find that has been extremely helpful in confidence just who I am an example there that you can share that's specific where you've had a false narrative and you've used that yeah so a false narrative oh yeah I remember when I was at uni and we were talking about just relationship issues and 
the story I was telling myself was I felt inferior because I didn't have the experience they did. And so in that moment where I felt rejected and a little bit embarrassed, I would say the story I'm telling myself is I feel embarrassed and humiliated because I feel like I can't relate to these people. Is that true? Well, no, it's not. So that I would say is a, is a real life example of where I've used that. Nice work. Nice work. How important is knowing each other's sexual trauma story in being part of the group? I asked that because, um, Steph, you came in after the group was established. Yeah. And so I'm not sure that you actually know much about anyone else's story, which is interesting. So how significant or important is it for people to share their story? Is it important? Um, for me, I guess it's not so important because I've been able to pick and up little bits and pieces that I've said I don't know the full story but um, for me I'm not expecting them to share it with me I was sort of like an intruder coming in um, Still up. <laughs> but um, no for me it doesn't didn't worry me it doesn't worry me I mean I'm happy to be a part of their story if they would like to share that with me um, I've shared most of my story with the ladies and after doing that it felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders I felt much more relaxed even though it took me a long time to be able to build the confidence to share um, but for me no I don't I'm happy to go along with I don't, yeah, I don't feel it's necessary to really completely reveal your whole story mm. because the trauma effects are usually very similar like we all have very different stories of what's happened to us but yet we have all experienced the same effects of trauma and it's all still affected us and it's still affecting us in a very similar way so I personally don't feel you need to completely reveal your entire story in order to really feel seen and accepted no it is helpful though to know the story because in the day-to-day life two and two together (laughs) yeah if like if someone's having um like an anxiety problem or a uh, like some similar then um you get when you know the story it's you sort easier of know the to, source of that yeah yeah you understand where it's coming from and it's easier to help guide through that yeah when you know no, you understand yeah. what's happening mm-hmm. to you know the best that you can do you feel that once a month is enough for people to meet in a support group or i feel like it's a good it's a good amount of time because you've got enough time to you know, like you have, have group, we go yeah. home. You can sort of have a think about what happened, and you move on with your life. And um, you know, it keeps on happening anyway. And then you get all these new things that you get to talk about. And it's mm. I feel like it's right the right amount of time. I feel like anything longer would be too long. You'd lose a lot. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like once a month works for me because it gives you a month. To have something else to talk about and bring up. What happens if you have a crisis part way through the month? Do you just hold on to it until group? No, no we yeah. get to. We have our group chat that we can throw it in there and just get even a love heart reaction because sometimes that's all you need to. It's just getting it out there on in words, Knowing being able to send to it. it yeah, yourself. exactly. Being able to just press send and know it's off. 
yeah, you go. You don't even need a reply sometimes. Yeah, you're definitely, like, not thrown in the dark. You no. Do, you do have, like, a support thread. Yeah. That, yeah, that ha- like, we have a messenger chat. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people struggle to come forward with their story and then, or to share their story, and a lot of people even beyond that struggle to reach out for support or if they reach out for support they struggle to accept support or actually take action in it what made each of you decide to come to a support group how did you get to be here in the first place so i have my mum to thank for that because she showed me the video of you um, where you were like, where you were advertising the support group three years ago, mm. three years ago, and longer, I think actually. Yeah, when you were in your mm. other house, and um, and 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 I remember you were. And I remember my mum saying, "Oh, like you should go do this because she seems like a beautiful woman. I think she this will definitely help you," because I was really struggling to even accept the fact that I had been uh, abused um, when I came to the support group and so I, I just took a shot and I thought oh you know it might just be helpful to really see what is behind all of the trauma and all of the effects that I was having from that trauma I was going through massive anxiety I had chronic nightmares couldn't sleep um, and so I, I took that chance to kind of help myself and I took that shot. I'm very, very happy I did. Um, I also remember you advertising. We had met before, mm. but, and I knew that I wanted to connect with you, but uh, I struggle a lot with communication um, and talking to people because I don't like being vulnerable. It's not my thing. <laughs> um, and That's so shifted a lot for you. It has shifted. Yeah. I'm doing very well. Yeah, you uh, are. Uh, yeah, so it was very, very nerve-wracking for me. I felt like I didn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted to out myself as <laughs> a survivor because, um, you know, I kept it hidden for so long and I, you know, worked really hard to keep it hidden and to out myself was really terrifying and to say my story out loud in front of other human beings was um really scary and you know I was trembling the whole time but you know the I was really proud that I did it and I'm glad that I did it and you know as Steph said you know it's a weight being lifted off you because you know I don't feel like I'm walking around holding on to all this stuff that I'm hiding anymore so I'm gonna come back to talk about bits of that but Steph, what made you come? So it was actually the birth of my son um, and knowing Tina for many, many years, many years, um, and her mentioning it to me one day. Um, but, yeah, once I had my son almost three years ago, it brought up a lot of things that I had, I guess, suppressed and hidden deep down and didn't want to deal with. So you know it was actually quite nice to be invited in and be able to come and be able to resonate with and it is a process to be invited in yes (laughs) it's like a secret girl club so (laughs) which is great but um yeah pretty much the birth of my son brought up a lot of stuff and 
knowing being able to know you as well I remember you saying you wanted um, your son to have a better life with a mum yeah. that was whole yeah yeah and happier yeah and I think a lot of women can sit in that silence until they have children and then yeah. something shifts yeah and um, it's like it's time to do the work because you'd never want it for them no, no. and you I never, never want my son to hide to be that. and like be that scared like I would rather do the work yeah mm-hmm. now and make sure that they don't have to do you regret because once you do join a support group I think um, your stories come back quite quickly and the things that you have suppressed you then you're inviting them back to deal with do you regret starting the healing no no it, it is well, it I sometimes do <laughs> sometimes I think why did I do this yeah. and other times I think well that makes sense to why I'm the way I am yeah <laughs> and it's time to change like change yeah. the story I mean it's I mean it's not easy you know I'm not going to say it's a breeze but I have no regrets I I am such a changed person for the better and I really feel like I have healed uh you know lots of generational trauma in my family and I've broken that cycle and that's something I'm very very proud of and I wouldn't have been able to do that without this support group so for that I have no regrets do you ever regret it no I don't regret it I'm I'm really proud of myself yeah I'm proud of you too especially because now you don't try and hide it either when there's something wrong you just walk in and own it yeah (laughs) and it's good that's been a massive growth um, you mentioned earlier that keeping your story inside of yourself for so long and that sort of became almost safer than speaking it. Mm. How do you feel with that, having knowing what it was like to keep it suppressed and then revealing it and sharing it, how would you describe the difference in the feeling within you because of that? I know when I'm trying to hide it that I literally feel bound like it's just like you know it's hard to breathe I don't like my mind doesn't quite make sense like I'm not present it's not me that's here it's you know it's just someone else and just the weight of trying to hide is um it's just so burdensome and the feeling that I have now is like I genuinely feel free. Like I don't always feel free. Yeah. It does come back, but yeah. on generally on a day-to-day basis, I feel free. Okay. Right. Do either of you want to add something to that, or how sharing your story is, or how how it shifted you in what ways? What growth have you seen? I feel definitely for me I've been able to see aspects of my abuse as I wouldn't say a positive but they've I've been able to see them as in they have enhanced who I am as a person and I wouldn't have certain traits without what I went through so I feel that sharing my story has allowed me to have a more I guess more positive insight and perspective into what I have gained from my abuse. Like I wouldn't have been able to meet all these gorgeous ladies without without my abuse and what has happened to me. So I think definitely sharing my story has helped with that. 
you can you can see a growth and a gain from what has happened to you if you choose to look hard enough it's hard but there is something there it's going to be um something that i think causes a lot of controversy for some people who say that abuse can never be a gift or a blessing and there is nothing good in it um but that's not really fair why to say that there's no benefit because is it horrible absolutely I wouldn't wish it on anybody but to say that there's never any benefit means that there is no hope for any of us and I don't think (laughs) that's fair yeah so the story that I'm going to tell myself (laughs) is that there is a benefit here yeah 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 Steph have you got anything you'd like to add to any of that no I pretty much agree with everything that they've said um yeah I think um for me because I've shared my story for quite a long time now I don't go into details because I don't think that's necessary that's part of me that I want to keep safe I guess um and you also once you put those details out there you're subjecting yourself to the trolls that exist in our society Um, But I do know that I still from time to time feel a little bit of shame about my story when I'm triggered and different layers Mm -hmm. come out. Um, But for the most part as well, I think it's freeing. And I think I agree that there's benefit to it if you choose to see it because it's enabled myself to, as the catch cry is for the Institute, create something beautiful from the darkness. So what would your advice be to someone who's sitting at home who's been sitting with this horrible secret inside of them, who's feeling quite alone, because I think we'd all agree it's a very alone journey. Um, What advice would you give them if they had decided they would like to start sharing their story or they wanted to open up about it? What advice would you give them from your experience? And keeping in mind none of us, you guys are not doctors or qualified therapists, but based on your lived experience, what advice would you give them? My advice, I think for me personally, is try and build a strong relationship with yourself so you have the courage to speak to someone because to reach out it takes a lot of courage and it's a very bold thing to do so please have some trust and faith in yourself to do it because you won't regret it but in the moment it will be tough but I guarantee you as someone who has gone through it myself it is the most rewarding experience ever so please have some courage and I trust and have faith that you can do it How might they build that relationship with self that you mentioned? What sort of things can they do to do that? Mm. I don't know what to say in a way that doesn't make me sound new agey. Sound new agey if you need to. If Um, it's a strategy that's worked, mm. there'll be someone it works for. Well, so for me, I journal. Um, I volunteer. Volunteering for me, helping others, is what I know that sounds so cringy and corny. But it really does help me with my self-confidence and self-esteem. Honestly, for me, having pets really helps. Like, taking care of something. I mean, for me, that helps me um, 
build that relationship with myself I think more importantly for me like it's just figuring out what you like what you enjoy what are your hobbies what makes you you because I feel like with with trauma coming for me I come from a, a grimy background people pleasing when we when we have that kind of anxious attachment style it's very rare as children we figure out what it is we actually like and so therefore our identity of ourselves becomes so limited sometimes you just need to figure out what it is you actually enjoy in life what it is that builds your heart what suits you i think even something as small as that can help do wonders with your self-confidence and esteem and courage i started with a yoga class i'd say that this journey started with a yoga class because it, then i had this like the social side that then I was able to talk to people just a little bit because mm. I was literally by myself all the time no friends family only but you know it's face value no genuine connections um, and yeah it was a yoga class just to start talking to people and then it led me to you know women's circles and from women's circles here we are about you Steph what advice would you give to someone um I think just take the first step as scary as it could be just do it and what advice would you have for them in that first step can they just walk up to anyone and share their story no no I think it depends on finding someone you're comfortable sitting with first um even if it's just sitting with yourself and saying out loud your story telling yourself your story even speak to a plushie speak to your cat tell your dog um i think doing that helps nice helps do that i mean i did it with my newborn baby yeah so say it out loud for yourself first once you've done that you'll realize that Mm. it's okay to take that first step yeah. They can also talk into a video camera. Yeah. They can also well. talk to the institute. Yeah. They can also contact the institute. Absolutely. Yes. They can point <laughs> that you thought of that because it wasn't on my radar. Um, all right. I'd like to thank the three of you for sitting here um, and our fourth for holding space with us all. Um, it, it is hard to do what you're doing and, in a sense, putting yourself out there. Um and it is hard to take that first step. I am exceptionally proud of all of you. And I am grateful that we all connected this way because it is a beautiful space for all of us. And um, hopefully it's onwards and upwards for all of us, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you. Thank and you. Ruby, thank you for thank you. giving the microphone over tonight. <laughs> you know how hard it is for you to let go of control, mate. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Telling her story, come on, from the heart of the mystery, dispelling years of violence. We are breaking the silence, woman. Telling her.